Right, welcome back to Movie Matrix, and as always, my name is Jordan. We got Matt. What's crack a lockin'? We got my dad. What's going on? And we're going to finish out the best horror movie ever bracket, I guess. We, yeah. What's <laughs> what we're going to do. And so, um, finish it out, and then we're going to have another segment after, because it won't take the longest time, I don't think, because we've, we've talked about these movies quite a bit. So, yeah. um, you guys ready? I'm ready, man. Oh, yeah. All right, so we'll go ahead and start off on the right side and move ourselves over to the left. Like I said, we're in the final eight. Um, so we have Blair Witch Project going against Insidious. Mm. Um, and like I said, we can talk a little bit about these. It's been a little bit since we talked about them, um, technically because of sickness, and we haven't really recorded much lately. So um, I don't know what else to say much about Blair Witch. I think we've covered that pretty hard. Uh, the best found footage film that I think there is no matter what genre you put it as um, it generally scared people it's a generally scary movie um, it's on this it's got this far for a reason and it does, does its job um, and it holds up pretty well too for I mean it's not old old but it's not like new new um, and so it holds up pretty well especially for the budget yeah especially for the budget that it had um, oh, yeah. it it did what it's supposed to do and I profoundly like this movie so is there anything else anybody wants to add to that before we go on to Insidious and then vote? Not really. I mean, it's it's an effective movie. It's it's very it's very impressive for what they did with what they had. Um, I think I think it is an effective movie, especially the final ten minutes. I think that's probably um, the stuff that really sticks with you. That's the stuff that really sticks with me. Um, everything from that girl's heart-wrenching speech you know the famous shot where she just has the camera right up on her the snot coming um, out of her yeah nose. she's yeah. just like bawling and then all the way up till the very end i think it's excellent um yeah i mean it's I just, it's solid we're in the final eight for a reason i so. just remember the snot coming out of her nose and back in yeah. out and in yeah we watched this <laughs> it happens we watched this again the night before last and all right. uh, it's it's just it still holds up it's good uh I guess authentic is the word that that comes to mind as far as you feel like this is real. You feel like this could happen. It's just, mm-hmm. just a good movie. Because of how authentic it is, I feel like it's one of those films that 20 years from now, you're still going to go, man, that's creepy. It's just got some kind of real grit to it that makes it creepy. Yeah, and it's going against another creepy movie, um, um, and Insidious. And Insidious is kind of one of those movies that um, kind of caught me off guard. It was one of those that I went into thinking, well, it looks pretty cookie cutter, um, demon type stuff that has good actors. They do that a lot, and then they just have an okay plot. Well, this movie, in my opinion, is above and beyond. It goes into the further, which is a new idea, um, sleepwalking into basically a demon realm or, or hell or whatever. It's called the further. They don't really explain it too hard, um, but it's good enough explanation. And then it's a creepy movie. It's got demons. It's got a great ending. Um, yeah, it does. One of the better endings that we have on the list, actually, <laughs> which is kind of weird to say, but it's the truth. Um, and it has spawned a good sequel, now a couple other sequels too, and um, we'll get another one, which I'm excited about. But overall, I think Insidious is super, super good. And a little different than Blair Witch as far as um, the way it scares you, because had bigger budget, <laughs> obviously, and yeah. it had more time, and I think it had more time and stuff put into it. But um, for it being somewhat of an original idea off of other ideas i think it's a very good uh movie so yeah insidious is one of those films that i remember when it first came out i went meh that's that'll be fine i guess but i've seen it probably three or four times now and it still freaks me out it still holds up um, i mean it's only 10 years old but it still holds up very well um everybody's great in it like we've talked about before uh it has it has a lot of very 
Um, very good scares, very good stuff that keeps you on the edge of your seat. Um, and I like the fact that this film, this film can kind of mess you up and it can kind of stick with your mind, but without being um, overly gory or um, over the top or anything like that. Because the film goes, Insidious goes for more of, um, it goes for more genuine creep scares than a gore factor, which, you know, I'm down for either way, but I like the fact that they're able to tame it back and still have a really effective horror flick. Yeah, this is a good movie. Uh, what can I say? I really enjoyed where they explored the further or whatever you call it. Uh, <clears throat> good, creepy demon dude, whatever, you know, dark mall looking yeah. freak, freak job. I think his name actually um, is Lipstick Face Demon. <laughs> I'm being go. serious. Oh, yeah. That's even better, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of, we watched uh, Poltergeist uh, last week, I guess, and it kind of, Reminds me of that, except this explored into the further. Kind of Poltergeist kind of had it further, but you didn't get to see it. Uh, they talked about it. They, yeah. they they discussed it. You saw things come from it, but it was interesting to see going into the further and seeing kind of what that was like. I agree with you because it's a totally different world that they take you in. It's just they don't do anything crazy with it. It's basically just a bunch of dark spaces and creepy shadows and stuff. Whenever you go into this, whenever you go into the further. Um, but, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think you're right though. It does, it does kind of borrow some from Poltergeist, but I mean, I like Insidious more, more as a film than Poltergeist. I mean, that might be kind of blasphemous, but I do. I think the main scene that sticks with me from Insidious is the scene where she has a, the gas mask on, um, that, yeah. that, you know, that whole thing, it just kind of sets up the, that, it happens later in the movie, but the total tone of the movie is just that tone. It's just yeah. like, we got to get this done now or you're never going to get your son back. Yeah. And then that's when they kind of get the wrestling with the demon and all the crazy mumbling and everything. And this is a really good movie. And, um, I don't know. I like it. it so is. we're going to ever wonder what it'd be like to ch- be choked by Patrick Wilson. That's, yeah. I mean, hurts. you supposedly, get a pretty good, yeah. supposedly a pretty good pretty, feel from that. Um, all right. So we're going to vote um, Blair Witch Project against Insidious to get into the top four movies, horror movies. I will go time. first. I may not want to go first on some of these other matchups, so I'll go first on this one. I'm going Insidious. Okay. And nobody else is going. All right. This one's tough. Uh, I guess I'm going to go Blair Witch just because of the authenticity, because of what it meant to that genre. Uh, it was it was almost like a first of its kind. You hadn't seen that before. Uh, low budget, fantastic production value. I'm going with Blair Witch. Okay. Um I'm going to go Insidious also. I, I like Insidious a lot. I didn't think it'd make it this far. I don't know. I, didn't either, I don't know <laughs> why I didn't, but I, th- I think that if you don't think this should be this this far, go watch it again. Um, I th- it's as close to Blair. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a landslide for me. It was close, but um, Insidious is very, very, very good, and I think it deserves to be where it's at. So, um, Sorry, that, Blair Witch. It's exciting. Blair Witch got far too. So yeah. um, Insidious makes the top four. Um, next, we have... Probably the biggest sleeper for me, Hellraiser. Um, it is creeping on cre- through. It's man. creeping on through. Um, it's like if <laughs> Hostel got through for me, but I like Hellraiser a lot more than Hostel. So I'm gonna bag on Hostel every oh, you single, love every single episode. episode. You have to trash. Well, I on know Hostel. how much you love Hostel. Um, Hellraiser is going against Hereditary. So oh, we'll, you should see Hostel too. I won't. Um, or three. Um, That's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, Hostel. I've, all I heard is Hostel Two is just a worse movie, but grosser. 
So I was like, I'm good actually. I'm, I, this the first one was too it was a little too gross for me, and it wasn't very good. So I was like, you know what, I'm cool. Um, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> no, luckily. <laughs> I digress. Um, we've got Hellraiser. Um, like I said, Hellraiser is kind of one of those movies I didn't expect to get this far, um, but that's totally fine. It made it through for its reasons. Um, it's got a great villain in Pinhead, even though he's not in it very much. It's a very um, different type of horror movie. Um, it takes things. I don't know if it takes things from things because this is older, but um, it's got the whole I need blood to live. You know, it's done before, but um, <laughs> it's just in a different way with the, with yeah. a little box opens a dimension that basically like rips them apart. I don't know. It's just done differently. A dimension to hell. Yeah, and it and then you see all these other different things and weird like the symbiote. I don't know. They're not called symbiotes. I'm gonna keep calling them that. The symbi the cinnamites, um, the cinnabites, and Pinhead's the one that just became big. Um, and it it does its job. It's very effective. It's very weird. It's very like psychosomatic, very sexual movie, which is not what I expected oh, yeah, going weird. into yeah, it. It's- um, it's naughty. It is, but it <laughs> it works for that movie because the whole point is that this guy wants to basically be ripped apart for pleasure, <laughs> and like yeah. that's the point. And so this movie is all around that. And then he decides, oh crap, wait, <laughs> for lack this of isn't a better phrase. This yeah. isn't good. And so he's trying to get back to normal. But and then I guess they explore eight more movies. But um, yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, I think it's effective and it's very it's a very scary movie when you talk, think about horror. It is a very scary type of movie. It's, it's a yeah. lot different than an Insidious, which Insidious is more. It's a very scary movie, or it's a lot different than Hereditary too. I think because um, of all the practical stuff they do in this, it's just very creepy. And I might watch it again, but it'll be it'll be a while because it it messes with you a little bit. I I've liked it the more I've thought about it since watching. If that makes sense, Does that yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah. Hellraiser's wild. I think the reason it works so well as it does is because is because it came out when it came out in 1987 it was at the height of the slasher franchise phase i mean every single slasher film had this incredible franchise and this long lasting franchise well i mean whether it was good or not which they're not yeah, none whether, of them are i guess whether really. they were good or not uh, it kind of came out right in the middle of that but it was something completely different it wasn't like a mass killer it wasn't really anything like that it was like you said it was just this weird disturbing horror movie of a guy finding a box that opens up into this realm and bad stuff happens um you know among other things the overall concept of this film is very interesting um and i feel like and it has very tense disturbing moments in it and it's just it's just a wild low-key grotesque ride but i enjoy it that's why i voted for it quite a bit yeah this is a fun movie i i like hellraiser i love pinhead and of course i'm a huge fan of clive barker who created this character um, this it's movie. This movie is disturbing. It's, it's really it's messed up on so many levels. It's not even funny. Gross. Uh, it's th- gross. Th- yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. I guess you could say that too. <laughs> um, and you know, Pinhead just won't go away. I mean, we were talking about earlier. They're talking about maybe a TV show. Uh, they're going to do a reboot, also a movie. They're talking about. So yeah, <laughs> he will sweet. not go away. Yeah, I mean, this right. is a, this is an iconic character. I love watching. Well, I love watching the first two or three movies. After that, yeah, forget it. But hopefully the reboot's good. I like this movie. There you go. I think the reboot could... I don't know. I haven't... I've tried to find something about the reboot. I can't find much because COVID stopped everything. It got greenlit and it went into production, but they haven't really released a synopsis or anything. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be like a reboot of the first one where it's going to be a lot of shot by shot and be like the same exact story. Or they're going to kind of try to redo it a little bit. I think it would look... I think it's going to look pretty cool. 
Um, because they have, I mean, the effects nowadays are so much different. I hope they try practical some more with well, I it. Hope, I, I honestly hope they don't do a shot for shot. And, I mean, especially, it's been and twice, especially with so. the, uh, I don't know. I, I'm like, as a huge fan of practical effects, and I just, I'm not sure I'd be real happy with all the CGI. Just depend, yeah, it just depends on how they do it. But yeah. they've been wanting to reboot a lot of horror, for, like they're rebooting Nightmare on Elm Street again, and I don't just, get it. Yeah, a bunch of stuff, but. Anyway, yeah, it's what I mean. They, they did a remake of Blair Witch Project, I and mean, it just like it's not wasn't good, you know. Yeah, because I remember hearing about that. That's weird you bring that up because when when that came out, it was it was supposed to be this really frightening horror movie that freaked everybody out at festivals, and it was called The Woods. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, cool, I might have to check that out. And then it came out um, in theaters, and they're like, haha, it's actually called Blair Witch, and it's a spinoff of the Blair Witch Project, and. I'm like, meh. I mean, do I really want to see a spinoff of the Blair Witch? It wasn't good either. Yeah. So, um, kind of got off topic, but ruining everything. On <laughs> that's my point. But Hellraiser's going against Hereditary, and we've talked about Hereditary a lot in past brackets and this bracket. It's made you know multiple brackets on just best movie of the decade plus horror movies. So, uh, this movie's great. It's Ari Aster. Um, what we said the what we said in the past is first film. I like it all the way through. Um, pretty good. Um. It's intense. It's, it's it's different than Hellraiser. It's, um, it, but it's got its gory moments there at the end. It does its job with horror and gore. You mean gore. the naked people? Yeah, okay. that's gory. I mean, you um, see people being decapitated even before that. So. Yeah, and then you you know I'm talking about the naked people. Sorry. And then there's fires and there's just like hangings and all kinds of stuff. You know? Yeah, it gets, um, it gets wild. It gets really dark. Um, it it works for the movie. The actors and actresses are very great. They're actually great in this movie. Um, and it's a good. It's a pretty good story. I don't want to say original kids. It's the thing that it does. It's been done before in different ways, but that's fine. It's hard to have yeah. an original story in horror anyways. It's not going against it, but it's a little different and that's yeah, what exactly. works for it. Um, it's not a cookie. It's not cookie cutter. Kind of like midsummer It's not cookie cutter. It's a little different. Ari Asher just a little different in the head, which is good, I guess. Um, it's an effective movie. I've seen it two, three times and I'll probably watch it 10 to 15 times before I, you know, in my life. Um, it's got some of the best wide shots in, in a film of horror that I've seen that you're supposed to see things if you're really paying attention that I've ever seen. Um, it take that really brings you into this movie, really makes you feel in the house, which really is effective for this type of movie. Cause yeah. these type of movies, sometimes they kind of throw you out, you know, and they don't let you really dive in, in the last 30 minutes or the last act. You really feel, you really feel for this family and feel what's happening to them cause they can't stop what's happening. And so. I think it's effective and it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> personally, hereditary freaking rules. Um, I love this movie from start to finish. The craft of this movie is brilliant. Uh, like you said earlier, I do think you know they take certain elements that you've kind of seen before in quote unquote demon possession type films and stuff, but you've never really seen it. Especially, you've never seen it executed like this. That's what makes it so. That's what makes it so unique. Um, is the way the film is executed, the way it's crafted. Um, I love it from start to finish. Everyone's great in it. It unsettles me every single time I watch it. It unsettles me to think about it, and it probably always will. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this how many yeah, times I now. Know. I mean, tonally from the beginning to end, this is just it's a it's a good movie. Uh, <clears throat> it's not a happy movie at all. There aren't happy scenes in this movie. Lord, no. I'm not sure there's one happy scene actually. I can't. I can't. But you you go through this whole movie. This is not a happy movie. I don't think anybody and smiles. You, <laughs> and you and you feel that from the beginning to the end. 
I mean, it's ridiculous. And we, we haven't talked about this, but I think the way it was shot also, some of the some of the scenes that were shot, I think are really interesting how they focus in on like a dollhouse and they move in and then the people are moving around. I think mm-hmm. it's really cool shots. Yeah, that's did, what I'm he saying. He did a lot crafted, of really yeah. neat, 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 neat things with his, with his camera work. Uh, good story. Of course, you guys know how I feel about the ending. Yeah. Won't go into that. Uh, but it is an overall, it's a really good movie. So that's all I'll say. All right. So... Um, Hellraiser versus Hereditary. I'll go first on this one since I haven't gone first yet tonight. Um, I pick Hereditary. I think Hereditary is definitely the better film. Um, Hellraiser might be more remembered um, in 10 years. I don't know because it has Pinhead. Well, it'll they'll probably still be making movies. True. And Hereditary is <laughs> so, not yeah. going to have another one, I hope, at least. Um, I think Pinhead is going to live on forever in film. And Do you know what I mean? Like... That's one thing the Hereditary doesn't have, I guess, is an actual... Doesn't have, like, a An villain. iconic character. Yeah, yeah. and that's it has fine. A, has a random demon. Yeah, I and mean, that's <laughs> totally fine. That's I mean, I voted Hereditary over anyways, so... Um, but I think Hereditary is just a little... Is, is better. Hellraiser is still... It's still growing on me. It's not my favorite. <laughs> so, um, I don't, I've only voted for it once. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to vote against it again. So, Hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go Hellraiser. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going Hereditary as well. I think it's a better film from start to finish. I'm going to throw some love at Hellraiser and just go that way. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, if it if he would have went, for some reason there's a split, would you win Hellraiser still? Or would you win Hereditary if it was split? Just, I don't even want to throw love, but just. I'd probably go Hellraiser. Okay. Just because I enjoy just those. I enjoyed the old classics like that, and I just. Yeah, I, I I really enjoy those. I get Old it. Choice. I get it. Um, this the other side's harder. So we're gonna. I'm gonna do. I gotta the, be true to me. I'm gonna do the less of the two hard right now on this left side. Okay. Sound the less good? of the two, two hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't want to. I guess so. <laughs> kind of um, makes sense. <laughs> on the right side, we have Insidious and Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Final two. Okay. okay. Going into the final four. Final four. The yeah. Final so um, they'll be oh, facing no, each don't. other in a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So we have Saw. Versus the thing, okay. <laughs> uh, like I said, the left yeah. side's harder. So it's I think. Talk about Saw. Saw is very a very original film. It started kind of the whole whole horror porn thing. The whole like um, yeah, like torture torturing it, all, all that stuff. stuff. Um, and then Hostel, you know, <laughs> put up to a new level for me. But so did the Saw sequels. So did the man. Saw sequels. <laughs> but Saw, it's such a good self-contained movie. It's. What's so great about the first saw is it's really not many traps in it. I mean, you see traps in this film, but not the main people. You know, it's simple. There's a saw in it. You know, obviously, is why they do it. <laughs> called saw. It's a simple concept that they did so well. One of the this this probably is the best ending we have on the list still. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, and still to this day, I love the way it ends. I love the way game over, hit it. You know, he's still screaming in the background. Credits. Uh, it's a mystery. But it's a horror. It's one of those things I, I didn't guess. Um, not many people did. And if they if they say they did, they're lying. I think. Yeah. Um, it's almost impossible to guess because it's so well crafted. Yeah. Um, and for the budget again, like I said, this had didn't have much of a budget, and it's so effective. They got one big-ish actor in it, or two, I guess. Carrie o, Carrie Elwes is pretty big, and then Danny Glover is probably the biggest at this time. Probably. Probably after, you know, the lethal weapon stuff, you know, yeah. got him up there. Um, but no, and then, and then Lee one L's in it, but he wasn't exactly a Not household really. name at that point. Um, but no, I just think it's well-crafted. It's one of my favorites of all time. We rewatched it for Halloween actually, just cause you got to watch movie on Halloween. 
And I'd already seen Halloween three times this year, um, and so we watched Saw, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Man, it just doesn't it just doesn't get worse? It always gets better." I just think I, I always forget what they can do with it in the twist. So, does it get a little outlandish past this one? Of course, but they're a little guilty pleasure past that for me because I have them all. So I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I agree with you. Uh, I agree hundred percent. But no, the first Saw film is um, it's really it's really awesome. It's just awesome. It. It is thrilling. It is engaging, and the thing that works best about this movie, like you said, Jordan, the way, the way there's not a whole bunch of traps. The main trap is these two guys stuck in a room, and it's a great mystery of them slowly unraveling what's going on around them and stuff. Love this film. Always will love this film. And I even, like you said, I even like the sequels, even though they're not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, these sequels are bad. <laughs> Number know, two like is them. not. Not the worst. Bad. That's but, the one in the house, right? But the ones, yeah, but the yeah, ones I'll after that are wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie ranks up there. The, the ending is one of my probably top three, you know, trick ending, twist endings, uh, along with Sixth Sense and maybe The Mist. You know, those endings to me are just wow. They're fantastic yeah. to me. They're perfect. Um, <clears throat> this ending, the way that they they played these characters and and throughout this whole story. Uh, it was all kind of, you know, distraction, 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 keeping you from even noticing the body in the middle just about. I mean, you know, you, you, you see it. You know it's there. It's it's uncomfortable almost, but you have no idea what's coming. And that was just fantastic toward the end. What what I think is so brilliant about this movie is, you, is the whole time you think the antagonist is the janitor, basically. But the whole time he has his own, he has his own tape. And that's when it's like, and then you get the you get the obvious the saw score, right. the you know, and then you're like, oh crap, no, it's this dude in the middle of the room. And by the way, he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, so no, I, I, like I said, I think it's brilliant. So Game that's why over. it's in the yeah, it's, that's a great ending. And I just like how because this mini ending we talked about this last time they could have followed Carrie Ellis's character, but they just ended it. They're just like, you know what? I'm good ending it here. Perfect ending. You know, they didn't do too much or too little for that movie. That's why it's in the top eight. It's going against the thing. Um, and I know you guys like this movie a lot. I like this movie a lot. Um, John Carpenter's a thing. It's gory. Um, it's great. It has the probably some of the best practical effects still to this date for me. Um, oh, yeah. And it still holds up, which is kind of crazy to think of. Um, I, I've watched multiple things since we've been talking about this, just on a happy accident about how they did things. Um, Eli Roth's History of Horror has some of it. I've watched some other mm-hmm. things, documentaries on Shudder about practical effects. Of course, they always talk about the thing. Um, I don't know. I think it's a pretty solid film start to finish. I don't think there's much to say bad about it. Um, it's not the, it's not the most mysterious movie, except for the trying to figure out who the thing is at a certain point. The thing finally figures out how to become a human. Um, I think that blood scene is really, really good scene where they try to figure out who it is by taking blood from each person. I think that's yeah. one of my favorite scenes, probably one of the most iconic scenes too, but, um, you guys probably have more to say about the thing than I do. Cause I, I haven't seen it in a while, actually. Oh, I love it. I saw it just a couple, few weeks ago, um, but yeah, this the thing is the thing is excellent. I I love it. I love it for kind of what it is at its core because, like we've talked about before, this movie was not loved when it first came out because people just couldn't get past the gore. They couldn't get past the wild, disgusting effects. But at this movie's core, it's basically a character drama about twelve dudes and you know what they will do whenever something evil and dangerous presents itself. They basically, how they slowly turn on each other, how, 
you know, just different things happen. Um, it's I think it's brilliantly executed because really you don't even see the thing doesn't even take place until like 40, 45 minutes into the movie. Um, by that point, you're wrapped into the characters. And uh, I think, like I said, at its core, I think it works really well as just these 12 angry men. Yeah, that's another great movie. But as <laughs> as <is>. these <laughs> Fantastic. as these twelve angry men just slowly start to be overtaken by this alien, I think it's a brilliant concept, and um, I think it just works perfectly. And we were talking about great endings with Saw. I think the ending of the thing is so so excellent because it can be taken multiple different ways um, in multiple different directions. You can see it as a positive, uplifting ending. You can see it as really dark, as in you're screwed kind of ending. But I think it works excellent. I love it. Um, I love this film. Yeah, I mean, John Carpenter's fantastic. and He did a great job with this movie. Um, the acting is fantastic. I mean, you got Kurt Russell. you got uh, Wilford Brimley. I mean, there's so many good actors in this movie. that they carry this, this fantastic. Uh, like you said, the practical effects are great. You can't, especially for that time, and you cannot get any better than that. And I love the story. I love... We've talked about this time and time again. Isolation is just, it's fantastic for a horror movie. That goes with Saw also. You got isolation there. Then you got the two guys in a room. And when you got somebody behind the camera that knows what they're doing and can build that tension and come to a great climax, it's fantastic. Yeah. So we have um, Saw versus The Thing. Who wants to go first in this one? I will. Okay. I have to go The Thing. I love this movie. I love Saw 2, though. Man, it's tough. But, yeah, I'm going to go with The Thing. That is tough. Okay. Well, I'll make it hard because I'm going to go Saw. Um, I like The Thing, too, but I just I think I love the idea of Saw to a little bit more. I, I do like monsters and The Thing is a monster, technically an alien. But I just think the brilliance of Saw is unmatched. Um, the Thing is brilliant, too, but I think Saw is a little unmatched. When I, in a time where original ideas like that... Or were very hard to come by. Just in time, we've seen everything. They yeah, surprise they surprise, and that's that's what gives it the edge. The thing, obviously, did the same thing. I mean, as far as um, giving us something a little different, because I mean, you, there's a lot of bad monster films. There yeah. are. I mean, yeah, with bad practical effects. But I think Saw just gave us something in a time that it changed horror completely. Gave us some bad movies like Hostel, but um, and what was I, what was that movie? <laughs> but I just, that's why I'm going Saw. Just just the little edge over it. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure it's the better film technically. I think. It's a better horror film for me, though. So, I understand. I respect both of y'all's opinions. Uh, th- this is really tough for me as well. Um, I have to give the slight edge to the thing, though. Uh, so I'm going to go with the thing. I, I just think it. I just think it has and will stand the test of time. Saw will as well. Um, so it's really, it's really, really a tough matchup. Saw three is that what you're saying? Saw yes. Uh, okay. Saw three is probably my <laughs> least favorite, actually. At least the why. thing only has one thing to it, and it's just a prequel. It's That's not very true. Good, yeah, but. they got the, they, yeah, they got that reboot, and then. Like I said, I've never seen the 50s version, The Thing from Another World. No, I haven't and, either. And even that's based off a book from the 30s or 40s. And I think the reason the thing was even was even adapted is because it was written during a time where. Everybody was afraid that everybody was a freaking communist, so that's yeah, why they yeah. created this like this. It's very this, Twilight Zoney. Yeah, this alien that you know you don't know who it is and whatnot. So it, it, it I, every time I watch a thing, I think of one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes. When it's the one where they're in the diner 
They're, oh, trying, yeah. they're trying to figure out That's who's the alien. Who's from Venus? Yeah, I don't know. I like that I episode. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Twilight Zone, it's, it's slept on, I think, though, you know, a little bit. But. It is. Nobody uh, talks about it anymore. They don't, well, but, well they, <laughs> if we made it, it wasn't that good. So uh, yeah. I like Jordan Peele and everything. but Some of it was good. Some of it was just mad. I really yeah. wanted to love that new Twilight Zone reboot. Too. It wasn't very good. It was rough. They're doing more. I mean, it got another season. but I hope it's better. All right, so we got our final matchup until we get into just voting because we won't talk anymore about it. We have... Um, John Carpenter's Halloween, 1978 mm-hmm. Halloween. Um, if it gets through, we got John Carpenter against John Carpenter. That'd so be cool. That's um, some sweet action right there. It's, and it's going against The Shining. Oh, well. um, so we'll talk about Halloween real quick. Halloween <laughs> is, when I think of horror, I always think Goodness. of Michael Myers to begin with. That's my number one. When you think of horror, the, sla- the number one slasher, in my opinion, people can fight me on that. And I gr- agree with everyone else's fight that maybe it's Jason. To me, it's always Michael Myers. I agree with you. Um, yeah. I've heard it every single way. Some people think it's Freddy. Some Freddy, people think yeah. it's um, Jason. Some people think it's whoever has a knife in his hand, Ghostface, whatever. I've always thought Michael Myers. I think Halloween is near perfect um, from start to finish. A little slow, but um, nothing is wrong with this movie, I don't think. I don't think. And then it, did it spawn bad movies? Yes. Um, but <laughs> the score in it's great. John Carpenter does fantastic i think this is better than the thing personally as far as john carpenter movies go um that's tough it is if it makes it there we'll see um what what everyone thinks i don't know if it will but um i just think it's just on a different level sadly it's going as another movie i think it's on a different level so i don't know where it's gonna go um but Overall, I think it's just it's it started this then start slashing because I'm I guess Psycho technically did, but it took it to another a different level a different way. Yeah, and we got a lot of great things from it, and this movie just still still stands the test of time. Like I said, I've seen it just like three or four times this year, it's accidentally yeah. kind of, but I wasn't <laughs> every time I watched, it, I didn't turn it off. So yeah, does that exactly, make sense? Exactly. So that, no, yeah, I've seen I've seen Halloween a couple times this year, <laughs> and I've seen some of the sequels a few times this year. I watched H two O more than once. Don't know why I did that, but <laughs> that's, um, that's not good. <laughs> but no, like you said, I think the reason I agree with you because Michael Myers to me is the epitome of slashers, is the epitome of slasher villains, um, because I think he kind of started it. They kicked it off in 1978 with all these mass killers and whatnot. Um, but the what, what works so well about this movie is just the simple craft to it and the way John Carpenter is able to build suspense nearly at an Alfred Hitchcock level all the way through the film uh, to the climax when Michael runs off and you're like, how the crap did he survive yeah. that? You know, um, it, it, he just builds suspense so well throughout this film that especially if you're viewing it for the first time, you can just not let go. It's so It's so well done. It's so well... It's just so well crafted, and it's a brilliant, brilliant film. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, again, Carpenter, I, I love Carpenter. Period. I mean, there's he's done so many good movies, so many iconic movies. Uh, Halloween just ranks right up there. And you know, if you wanted to compare, say, okay, you're talking about some people say, well, Jason is you know the slasher or whatever you know that people think of, but man, if I compare Halloween to, to Friday the Thirteenth. Which I've seen both recently. There's no comparison. I mean, as far as the technically, mo- he wasn't even the killer in Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> exactly. So. Well, that's true. Exactly. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, as far as that franchise goes, uh, Halloween still holds up. You you can watch it today, and it still holds up as a frightening, scary, tension-filled movie. Whereas I watch Friday Thirteenth now, and it kind of makes me laugh. Yeah. Because there's that. there's a lot of you know 
cheesiness going on. I mean, some of the effects weren't that great. Freaking uh, Kevin Bacon. I know. <laughs> and there wasn't, it's just, it's not the same. You can say that. It's not, no. And there are people who say, you know, Freddy's the, the one or or Jason's the one. But well, that can be wrong. Really, Michael Myers, man, that movie still really, really holds up and it's really good. I enjoyed the first uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Yeah. Because it was it was more kind of dark. It was more slasher Darker, and dark than say the the sequels after that. But I still I still think you have to go, you know, of course Psycho first, but then you have to go Halloween. Yeah, I I, I agree. I've just seen a lot of things or read a lot of things that people they don't think of Michael Myers first, which is fine. I mean, well, I mean, I think the way you look at it is Psycho probably invented the slasher film back in 1960, but but Halloween completely reinvented it. Is yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's kind of the first knife killer, you know, and then you get Halloween, <laughs> who's like just who Michael Myers is ba- basically just the worst person alive, you know. Yeah, um, and iconic music to go along yeah, with it. it I just, mean, come on. Oh, and you know, Jamie Lee Curtis did. I don't really like her. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like her acting that much, but she's great in this movie. So. Oh, you're like I hate her as a person. I bumped <laughs> yeah. into her at Starbucks one <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I, anyways, that doesn't matter. But um, so it's going against The Shining, and you know, Stanley Kubrick is in this. He's a genius in this movie. I'm not, I'm not saying he's a, the best person. Okay? He's basically a character in this movie. Yes. He, yeah. And this movie is one of the is one of the worst adaptations from a book to a movie as far as content. Okay. Yeah. We don't take that wrong as me saying it's a bad adaptation. I'm just saying it is nothing like the book, right? Yeah. It's like the, the overall gist of the movie is the same. Yes. A lot of other stuff has changed. But it is fantastic. It's it's held together um, by a great story by. The Shining, where the kids can see The Shining. Um, it's held together by Jack Nichols, uh, Jack Nicholson. You know, it's just his performance is great. We've said this last time. If his performance wasn't as good, this movie's not as good. Um, it's not as three people in it. Four, if you count. Scatman Carruthers. Yeah, if you, Chef. If, if you count him, and then there's some creepy people here and there. Oh, and, I count and, and, the, and then the girls. You have to. Um, but it. <laughs> I don't know. We talk about tension. It's crazy. Um, it's got some of the best scenes ever. It's got a great ending. Um, oh yeah. It's not much more. We, I, I can't say much more about it. We haven't said so. You guys can say a little more if you want to. Um, but I love this movie, start to finish. We watched it for Doctor Sleep, which I hadn't seen in a while, um, and it was nice to watch it again. So. Yeah, it was. I, re- I want to. Re- I want to rewatch Doctor Sleep actually too. Yeah, I've only seen um, it once. Anyway, uh, yeah, man. I don't know, dude. Stanley Kubrick is just one of those guys who almost anything he touches is gold. Um, I think, man, I think The Shining's brilliant. Like you said, we've talked about uh, we've talked about the craft of the film, how well Jack Nicholson is in it. Um, just, just the sheer brilliance of this movie. And we talked about before. We've talked about the ending of the movie. It's like, oh, it's you know, it's great. Jack Nicholson freezes, dies. Ha ha, suck it. They run off. But what really sticks with you is not that. It's the final shot of the film. That's what really hits you. <laughs> and there have been a billion debates about the final shot of the film. Um, and honestly, I'm not even 100% sure where I land on those debates. No. I, I can agree with really anybody um, as far as how to interpret the end of this film. But that's what makes a great film great. It can be enjoyed and interpreted several different ways. And nobody is really wrong. It's just... it's wonderful and kubrick wouldn't have told you he said no. you figure it out no. you know he, he might yeah, not even you know, know i think you died first you have you have an that. opinion and he was know, like i'm gonna put him on that you could. I'm put him in that picture and see what people think <laughs> i'm not even sure this, what it means <laughs> this movie is this movie, <laughs> this movie is great 
You mess with everybody. <laughs> yeah, I've known it, man. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> Hope people like it. <laughs> Tonally, this movie is fantastic from beginning to end. Uh, Kubrick. There are no throwaway scenes in this movie. Everything was done for a reason. Everything had a place in it for a reason, including the music. He crafted this frame for frame just the way he saw it, and it was just fantastic. That's pretty much all I can say about it. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm ready to vote. <laughs> all right. We have The Shining versus John Carpenter's Halloween. Like I said, I got to keep saying that because there's a lot of them. There's three <laughs> films called Halloween, which <laughs> yeah, irritates me. It irritates me. Anyways. Um, I'm going to go first. Uh, this is incredibly, incredibly hard. I love both of these films very, very much. Um, I think... If we're talking about best horror film and what scares you, what affects you, I think Halloween and The Shining both equally terrified me. I don't think one really scared me more than the other. However, I'm going with The Shining because Jack Nicholson's performance in that film elevates it to another level. Jamie Lee Curtis is fine in Halloween. She, it was her, it's her first role. She's, she's, 19, yeah. she's good in it. Jack Nicholson's stinking... Um, Jack Nicholson's just game-changing performance is what makes me, what pushes The Shining over the edge. So I'm going to go The Shining. Yeah, and again, this is another movie that's, in the well, Halloween's made in 70, 78. Shining made in 1980. Mm-hmm. These two movies hold up like crazy yeah, today. I- iconic scenes in both. So well. I mean, they, they, and they don't age, they don't, they don't get old. It's just they're timeless. These stories are fantastic, and you love to watch them. And I have to go The Shining. I have to. Yeah, I was probably leaning The Shining too. Um, it's very close to me. Like I said, I think Halloween is one of my favorites yeah. easily. But just it's, it's so really, tough. It's, it's really hard. They're just they're they're a lot they're a lot different and a lot the same. It's that I know it doesn't make much sense, but if you really bring it down to it, they're a lot the same, and it's just it's a contained horror film but the shining will go through um to the final four um against the thing so we'll go ahead and just now we're not going to talk about the movies really i'm just going to tell you what, what's up just and, we're, and we're just going to vote because we talked it. about all these movies right now so on we'll go right side we have insidious versus hereditary so who wants to vote <sighs> insidious versus hereditary this is tough i'm going hereditary okay hereditary okay i was going insidious so um oh, man. hereditary moves on um which is not surprising. So it is one of two. It's in two. the championship, right? In the championship. It made its way over. We spent so um, long talking about these movies, and just like that, half of them are out. I know. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Insidious. Get out of here. I, I didn't know where I was going to go, actually. So I was definitely going Insidious, though. <laughs> I mean, I, was you know. I didn't know where you were going to go, honestly, because I know you like both of them. Um, all right. And then we have The Shining versus The Thing. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go The Shining. I'm not sure I voted for The Thing yet, so um, I'm going to go The Shining. I think it's I much, much better. I'll look back at it, but I don't know if I did. Cause, I don't think anyways, you did um, I did again. I probably did against Poltergeist and Carrie. I bet I did. Yeah, maybe. I, I might maybe. have. I didn't, I didn't against Scream. But anyways... Um, so I'm gonna go with Shining for sure. Well, all the stuff we just talked about it, it's just on a different level than the thing for me. Yep. Go ahead, David. <laughs> oh, it's got to be the Shining. This, as much as I love the thing, I just the Shining just it just feels so perfect the way he put this movie together, yeah. shot for shot. Creepy is all get out, tension filled. I just yeah, it's it's the Shining for me. 
Yeah. I probably was also going to Shining. I just I just wanted to buy time. And I love the thing. I love I the do. thing too. And I don't want to. I see didn't it think go. it'd go that far. I mean, I, I didn't know. I, you guys like it so much. We I, like it. Uh, I like, I like it, it too. It. I like it a lot too. I didn't think I it'd like go that far. Hey, let's go watch the thing. Yeah. Let's go see it. All right. So we have our championship. Championship. We have Hereditary Sick. versus The Shining, which is not what I expected coming into this. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of hard. Yeah. I thought The Shining had a really chance to get to the end but it had psycho to go against it has halloween to go against shining definitely had a harder harder road here the red cherry did but they're both here for a reason and that's the point of it yeah um we'll go ahead and vote what's the best horror film of all time i'll go first um the shining or hereditary <laughs> david's just chomping at the I bit am, i'll let you guys go at it after this. i know exactly where you guys I'm going are going to go. i'm going the shining i mean i just think it's fantastic i, I think it's the best overall movie on this on this list and there's so many movies on this list that I love without a doubt that I would watch tomorrow no no reservation whatsoever but The Shining is just so perfect for me okay so um The Shining is going to win because I know Jordan's going to pick it <laughs> you don't know that I do know you're going to go ahead and vote <laughs> no I'm not going to vote I want to <laughs> see what you say <laughs> I don't know I mean I if I'm going to vote um, on what film I have seen the most times, what film I probably enjoy watching the most, what film I think is um, better crafted, I would say The Shining. If I'm going to vote on what truly messed me up, I would vote on Hereditary. So, I don't know. But Jordan's going to say The Shining, so, woo! <laughs> vote! I want to see what you say. What would you vote here? I'm going to go The Shining. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go Shining, too. I yeah. knew you were. <laughs> yeah. I saw you over there typing, and I'm going, I'm sitting here thinking, he put in The Shining. I know he I did. Mean, I, I type head a lot. I kind of... <laughs> Anyways, but, no, The Shining is the winner of the best horror film of all time. Woo! Which I was going to say, and you guys know what I felt about the ending of The Hereditary, so... Well, I knew where you I were had going. To go. <laughs> I had to go shining. I knew for sure where you were going. Um, I wasn't completely sure where I was going or Matt, but um, no, her, um, The Shining does win the best horror film of all time. If that is in line with what you think, let us know. If it's not, let us know what you think is the best horror film of, yeah, of all time. Let us know, man. There's a lot of horror films that didn't even make the list that probably could have. Let us know if one of the taboo ones that we didn't put on didn't make the list, and we might redo this one day and completely redo it. Um, but for now, like I said, that is the best. We've decided. That's shining. That's exciting. Um, because I love doing these brackets, and it's fun, because horror is probably my favorite genre. Um, as a whole, I would say it is. And so it's cool to go through this many of my favorite genre. And I think all of us are pretty close on the genre as far as being the favorite. So Probably, yeah. Um, but um, off of all this fun, The Shining winning, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to another segment of recommending cautions. Let's roll. Um, are you guys ready? <laughs> sure. I'm warning you. <laughs> yes! That's awesome! Is this bad? Is this bad? No. Don't like that. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. All right. Uh, I'll just go ahead and start the first round. We're going to do two rounds. Um, I'm going to keep it in the horror section because Ooh, me too. I've been watching a lot of horror <laughs> for this. Hey, um, let's do. Cool. So we have... We just recently bought, bought. I wish I could buy Shutter now, but we recently we recently got Shutter, so it's got a lot of things that it's hard to find or whatever. Um, I'm gonna talk about Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Okay. I'm gonna recommend this um, to start out with. So this is a documentary slash mockumentary type film of a guy named Leslie Vernon. And what's interesting about this is it has a documentary. It's a documentary. So it's got a film crew with them. Okay, so. Basically, 
it starts out with the girl uh, with a girl who's doing a paper um and kind of like all kind of like Candyman in a way you know kind of doing a paper of this mm-hmm. type of stuff but um it starts out saying after Camp Crystal Lake after Elm Street and after Halloween so it's in the same universe as all these slashers is the rise of Leslie Vernon he wants to become the next slasher what's it, what's so great about this it's kind of has a scream thing to it it's very it's very it knows itself okay it's like i said a mockumentary so it's kind of funny at times he kind of shows he's kind of showing you what the slashers do to um terrorize kids terrorize teenagers become the best there is there's even a point where he's like um i'm stalking this girl because he's gonna have uh he has he has a legend like like they all do you know he was thrown off a cliff as a kid and drowned but he came back he comes back every i don't remember what night it is but he comes back once a year to a cabin so it was always crazy teenagers that are of just course. you know that's the point of it you know yeah. they're they're always just want to go to this cabin and have fun and so he tells you how he sets it all up and it's very interesting to see the inside of probably how it you know it's that trope of how does this happen he goes and he tells you how he does it he stalks one girl the whole time um he has him like he has him come out from behind um a dumpster for her to see her real quick and then someone pulls a rock so he's sh- for her door to shut so she looks behind and he's gone you know, that, that kind of stuff. And yeah. they, they film that. And then what's so great about the movie is it's shot in documentary form, okay? He even goes and sees a friend of the business, meaning that, you know, he kill people, which is very weird because the whole movie, watching him kind of terrorize and kill people on documentary, and they're cool with it. So, you know, it's kind of <laughs> one of those things you have to be cool with it. That's really interesting. But then at the turn of the movie, it turns into a slasher film. That's what That's when it gets really good. Um, in my opinion, it turns away from the documentary mockumentary to where there, there was kind of a whole plan the whole time and then it turned into a slasher film. And it's very good. He even kind of explains how he rigs the houses. Like, you know, in every single one of them, the houses seem rigged, but you don't really know why. He even says, well, I've pretty much nailed up every single window that can't get out except for the top story because they get on the roof, they're screwed. They're going to break <laughs> their legs. So I'm cool with them getting out. And he even does a thing where he's like, here, feel this axe. He goes, I, I, as long as you don't hit me with the very first blow... That the handle is gonna fall off. <laughs> they can't. They can't even kill me with it. And so it just does this kind of stuff. But for slasher person that a person that likes slasher films so much, it's cool to see a movie like this. It's got like a six point seven IMDb. I, I I don't think that is really a good representation of it. I gave it like a seven or eight. I think it's. I think it's really really. I think it's ahead really of interesting. It's ahead of its time a little bit. It's a little bit like Scream, where Scream does all the tropes. And was like, I know. What's it called again? It's called Behind the Mask, and then it's The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Um, and he's got his own mask, obviously, and you know he wants to be the next great slasher. This is this is years after all the other slashers, like I said. All of like um, Jason Voorhees is gone. Um, Freddy's been gone for a long time. Camp Chris, you know, uh, Michael Myers has been gone for a long time. So it hasn't been a prominent slasher, and he wants to um, bring terror over a sleepy town of Glen Echo. So I would definitely recommend watching. It's on Shutter. If we're not, I wish we were. Um, sponsored by show or not so but if you want to watch it Shudder has a seven day free trial if you want to and I also recommend getting Shudder there's a lot it, of good it, movies it's a fun stuff yeah. it's a fun that's side cool. to have that's so. cool I, uh, okay I got one this is not a recommend this is a caution I'm gonna hit you guys with a lot of horror can be caution uh, so. <laughs> a lot of horror can be caution so yeah I'm gonna stick in the same genre this I watched this back in October uh, I wanted to see just something freaky for Halloween um, you know just to get me in the mood and uh, I was at my, I was visiting my sister and my brother-in-law, and we were going through 
um, some of some of the movies that they had. And he asked me if I'd ever seen Urban Legend. And I said, <laughs> no, I've never seen it. <laughs> so we sat down and watched Urban Legend from 1998, starring Jared Leto, Alicia Witt, Rebecca Gayhart, a few other people. Um, why are you laughing, David? <laughs> that is not a good movie. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, this is not a good movie. Uh, it, it, it came out two years after Scream. So it's trying to ride the wave of this um, cheap scream ripoff kind of style of horror film. Uh, it doesn't do anything that Scream does well. I mean, it kind of does the same tropes and whatnot, but it doesn't do any of it well. The whole basis of the movie is there's a bunch of college students, and one of them believes that um, one of them believes that several people around the campus are being killed, and they believe it's connected to certain urban legends just a bunch of different urban legends that are being connected and tied in to murders happening on campus um really nothing nothing works well about this film i think actually it has an opening sequence that is actually kind of interesting it's one of those films that opens with something and i didn't really know where it was going i mean if you want to watch the movie i'm not gonna spoil it but it has a halfway interesting opening sequence and then it cuts to like one year later like five minutes the opening sequence is only like five minutes long but uh, then it cuts to one year later the rest that's crap so <laughs> that is cool. i mean and it's st- like i said it stars i mean i recognize a lot of people in it jared leto um alicia witt who i'm sorry i most i don't i really only knew her from one of the many women charlie sheen sleeps with on two and a half men uh yeah Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville, Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek. There's like, yeah. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of people <laughs> in there. expect it. And it's just, the, God, Urban Legend, it just kind of sucks. There's nothing really special about it. It just wanted to ride the wave, you know, after I Know What You Did Last Summer and after Scream. And I, don't even like, I, I don't even like I Know What You Did Last Summer. I that really much. don't either. But <laughs> I rode the rave of Scream, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just kind of rode this wave of ripoffs. And even at the very end of the movie, at, the only shred of intrigue that I had in this film was, well, I want to at least know who the killer is. You know, I had my suspicions and whatnot, but once they reveal who the killer is, you start to think, well, none of the rest of the movie makes any freaking sense then. <laughs> like, that, none of this is possible then if this is actually the killer, but whatever, I'll go with it, movie. has a dumb ending. I didn't really like it at all. Um, so, yeah, don't watch Urban Legend. It's kind of stupid. I'll second that. Yeah, I thought of that. <laughs> you know what's weird? I'm looking through it now. I've never seen it, but Robert England's in it. Okay. Yeah. He's he plays actually a professor. He's actually behind the mask also. Oh, that's cool. He's he's actually playing he's um, a lot of stuff. He makes a lot of cameos. He, he's, he's making the cameo stuff. because it's a mockumentary, but he's he's playing the guy that's going after um the slasher. That's not a trope. Oh. But, yeah, he's in it. That's weird. Anyway. Yeah, Robert England plays like the dean of admissions at this college and he gets killed. Uh, I think he gets like um run over by a car on a on on these spike tracks in a parking garage or something. It's of course pretty, he does. I was at least hoping for some brutal deaths, and there's really not any. It's just whatever. What do you got, David? <laughs> Mine is, uh, I guess I'd do a recaution. Uh, this, I won't give too much away because it's relatively new. It's called The Room. Oh. And we watched it on Shudder also. It's um, not. It's not the one. <laughs> it's not Tommy Wiseau's groundbreaking <laughs> film from 2003. No, I can't say it is. Oh, okay. No. Well, that's a bummer. This one is. This one's got uh, Olga Karen. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I was that's doing my Tommy Wiseau impression. Wow. <laughs> uh, this one's got um, Olga Karolinko in it. I'm sorry, who? You heard me. 
I, re- <laughs> I mean, I kind of did, but Olga Karolinko. Okay. You ever seen Hit the Hitman? No, no. You ever, you ever heard of Olga? Oh my goodness. So I'm gonna go to the IMDb while you're talking. Tell me, tell me more about this though. This has uh, a movie that had a lot of potential and just didn't live up to it. Uh, I'll give you kind of a basic synopsis because I don't want to go into it and spoilers and stuff. Like I said, it's relatively new. Uh, it's a oh, co- she's the Bond girl in Quantum of Solace yes. and whatnot. Okay. Um, oh, I've seen her. But oh. yeah, she's pretty, but I didn't know. I didn't know her by name. Sorry. Didn't mean to disrespect well, her and her well, family. Well, I saw the movie, Olga. so that's how I knew. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I know. I don't know anything about her family. She's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Bond girl. That's why. That's why I was thinking from. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a she and her husband buy this old house in the middle of nowhere, and it's it's wired really weird. I mean, the wires go throughout all the walls, just real tight knit type thing. Uh, there's a there's this huge power supply, and one night the husband discovers that there's a room in this house that, if you wish for something, it happens. So Ooh. so he's sitting there going, he empties he empties a bottle of whiskey or something he's drinking. He says, "Oh, I need another bottle." Lights go out and there's another bottle sitting on the floor. Huh. So they realize it's like hey, the Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> Okay, exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. sure. That's, yeah. that's that's where I was going. Yeah. Sounds like it. Sounds like an adult fairly odd parent. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so they start wishing for their hearts desired, millions of dollars. Uh he's an artist, so he's got Van Goghs and you know, Picassos and everything all over the walls and uh <clears throat> then what happens once you finally get everything you want? I mean you start getting bored and you know, that type of thing. But eventually what what they really want is a child. That's a problem. Ooh, the room can't do that, can it? No, it can. That's the problem. Oh, um, oh, oh. Oh, I don't like where this is going. Um, or I, I kind of like it, but I kind of don't. One of the twists of this movie, I'll say, because like I said, I'm not going to give it away, but once the house has created it, you cannot take it outside the house. It dissolves. It, it becomes ash. Oh. And That'd be problematic. So if they gave you a million <laughs> bucks, you couldn't take it to the bank? Exactly. Man, that sucks. Um, <laughs> Online shopping, baby, I guess. <laughs> How do you get it in your account? <laughs> I don't know. I'd ask for a check. Right. <laughs> so you could like... <laughs> Can I have so, a non-fraudulent <laughs> check, please? But there is somebody who has left the house, and he's in jail now because he killed his parents, whatever. Damn. But there's, there's a whole twist that goes with that, and it's just... It just didn't live up to what I thought it could have been. Uh, the acting was okay. The story just it went in some weird places. That just it just didn't live. Like I said, it just didn't live up to it. Uh, the ending was kind of very predictable. Kind of it was just it was a weird story altogether. It started out really good. We were we were really getting into it, and then it just it just kind of fell off. So I recaution it only because it's not horrible. It's not urban legend. It's <laughs> not urban legend. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'd recaution it. And you check it out if you're just looking for some, you know, way just to spend some time. It's, it's on just, Shutter. It's actually, not fantastic. I almost though. watched it. I might not now, but uh, the only reason I almost watched it and didn't was because I hate wish movies. Does that make sense? Oh, I really? I hate horror movies. I wish because it's always like, but it has a undertone. The kid's evil. I'm like, I, have you and, seen? Duh. That's just. <laughs> It just for me. It's sometimes I don't like them. There's some good ones. But. Did you see that one that came out a couple of years ago? Wish upon. Where they have like that. I actually box. own it. 
I haven't seen it. Do you really? <laughs> it was at Dollar Tree for a dollar. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, but. but most movies that are most horror movies are like wishing or like like the movie The Box where you hit the you hit you hit the button you get a million dollars when someone dies. Yeah. But but it's like karma, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff gets me. So I didn't watch it. I might still watch it, but The Room was one of those okay. that threw up a red flag. I'm it's like, not the worst movie, but it's not the best. I'm going off Shutter again. This is actually a movie I'd wanted to see for a long time. Um, it's called Mayhem. Um, Ooh, is um, this that Glenn from Walking Dead movie? <laughs> is the I've Glenn been wanting from to watch Walking that. Dead okay. movie? Um, Stephen so Stephen Yoon, 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 no Yun. Glenn, Glenn, quit Stephen Yoon. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this came out in 2017. So this is like this is Samar weaving, kind of like before Samar weaving was Samar weaving. You know, me likes um, her. Yeah, me likes her too. And so, um, but Mayhem, <laughs> before she became Samar, yeah, weaving. before she wow. was. This is I don't think I think the Babysitter came out in eight. <laughs> Is it 16 or 18? I think 17. So, so about the same year. So um, yeah. this movie, I wasn't sure about it. So Mayhem is very another self-contained movie. It knows what it is. How many how many zombie movies, how many virus movies have we seen, right? Yeah. So this movie, it reminds me of a Belko, the Belko I was going to say, this, the commercial reminded Belko. But it's a horror comedy, which we know some other women can do, because that's basically all she's done. Um, and... Yeah, <laughs> it works really. I mean, Her you go most from successful films, honestly. You go from Babysitter, which is a horror comedy, to Ready or Not, and now Mayhem. I mean, really, she's she's a really good actress, but she's kind of staying in that niche right now. Yeah, um, she kind of branched out with Bill and Ted. Yeah, she's pretty good in that. Yeah, um, anyway. but basically, what happens is, I didn't go and going into this movie, I didn't know anything about it really. I I thought it was going to be the start of a virus. This is a year or two after a virus has already been known. This virus will give you a red eye. How is how you know? Like your eye turns red, and basically that's convenient. I mean, <laughs> no, but well, yeah. And but basically, you your aggression is you can't stop it. You, whatever you want to do, you're doing it. You can't stop yourself from doing it. Your 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 heart's desire is what you're gonna do. So if you get lethal, you can't stop yourself. So you're like a. So I just, I just kind of want to wrap my head around this. You're like a. Just a more aggressive human being. You're not like a zombie. It's no, just, you you're still you. Yeah, you're still you, but, but you can't all, really control yourself. All your impulses you have to do. Um, you There's no right or wrong, really. Yeah. It's just whatever you think is right, you're good, right? That's crazy. But what happens is this happens in a, um, a business building with 200, I think it's like 278 employees. That's a weird number. I thought 273 employees. And um, your main character is obviously Stephen Young. His name is Derek Cho in this but so we're gonna say Derek, um, and he has just right. lost his job. He's um, he got screwed over by a person right above him, and this movie is kind of like the raid, also because he's trying to get to the certain level to kill the boss. He wants to kill him because oh. he's got these. Everyone is now infected with the virus in this building. Oh, nice! And so, but the difference in this movie, what I like about it, is that there's a cure. Okay, but it takes eight hours to be cured from it. So what they do is they lock everybody in. They get they get the call. There's a re- the virus has been hit, and um, they don't say who it is, but I'm guessing like the FDA or somebody shows up, and they start pumping the path. They start pumping the antidote through the air vents, but they say you have to be in there for eight hours. Okay, now the now the thing about this is there. This guy's a lawyer. Okay, the main guy's a lawyer, and he was the first person to ever get somebody off for murder from the virus. So if you have the virus, you're allowed to murder. Okay. Oh, wow. So it, you can't be. You can't help it. You can't help it. You can't be tried for murder, and be a convicted murderer from the virus. So he knows this. Samara Weaving's in this movie, and she's losing her house. Okay. So she's stuck in here too, and they and they 
Their chemistry is fantastic. You just start going through this crazy movie of people finding weapons, and he's just trying to get through levels and killing. I mean, so many people die. I mean, so many people die. <laughs> uh, awesome. Not as many people with the bell kill because bell kill pretty much everyone dies. But right. um, you just—it's funny. Um, Steven Yeun, it's kind of he's really good in this. I wasn't sure about him. He's really good as Glenn, but that's all I've really seen him as. He's really good in this. Samara yeah, Weaving, things here and there. Samara Weaving, she's just a natural at this type of stuff. She's great in this. Did you know Steven Yeun actually played Short Round in Temple of Doom? I'm lying. That's kind of racist. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm proud of, <laughs> a little bit. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. How but, old is he now? But yeah, <laughs> but it and it's got a pretty good. It's got a pretty good ending. Um, he. You know, I'm not gonna give it away, but he, you know, he he has to get a certain key card to get to certain levels. So he's got to go and do certain things to certain people. And there's tor- not not real torture, but like there's a point where he's, he gets a knife through his hand, but it hurts him. But he's like he doesn't really care. He just kind of pulls it out and starts <laughs> using it because you don't really feel you're so you're so rage induced, so amped up. Yeah, you're so much adrenaline that you're probably saying, "Oh, thanks, a yeah, knife." Yeah, there's a point where there's like a, it was like gangs that form and they start. There's a gang fight with wrenches and like because he 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 just goes to he, he just goes to the the warehouse kind of where I was in the, in the basement and just finds a tool belt, puts it on, uses all kinds of tools <laughs> as his weapons because it's not guns. That's awesome. And man. so he's using nail guns and smart weaving is great <laughs> in it. Like, I don't know. It's just... So is this a recommend? Yeah, it's, it's a... Re- I would say it's, it's a, a caution just because it it's does it does lose itself a little bit. It's a little too over the top at times. Yeah. Um, And it can be kind of confusing at the beginning because at the very beginning, it actually... It tells you the movie kind of. So it kind of... He goes... About two years ago, we found out that there's a pathogen that's gonna, that goes around the world, and if you get it, blah blah blah. I, I didn't love that at the beginning because I would have preferred them to get it then explain it because it kind of took away a little bit because you knew they were gonna get it. Right. But no, it's a def it's a definite precaution, and I think it could be it's more recommend because I like over the top horror comedy. I think I'd like to see it. Um, I think Ready or Not is definitely a better horror comedy because it's pretty over the top. But this one is just it's just bonkers. <laughs> like people die all over the place, and then they're just good. like the title. As soon as eight hours is over, they can all just walk out. And no one is like, no one is charged with anything because you're allowed to do whatever you want with the virus. That's crazy. Because that's how the world is. Like, like, sorry about that, that knife in the hand, dude. Yeah. They don't really turn. I, I thought it was a zombie movie when I, I was like, oh, it's not. It's a virus movie. And you're not really a zombie. You just lose, you just can't, you just lose all of your reason to stop yourself right. from your impulses. And of course, he's pissed now because the guy's job, he lost his job. Mm-hmm. And he wants to get some of house back. Basically, because he and he could if he wanted to, but his firm won't let him. So gotcha. they're just kind of like making their rampage through. It's pretty good. Yeah, cool. caution it. I'd watch it's, it. It's on Shutter. That's how I watched it. Mayhem. But. Okay, cool. Yeah. I kind I mean, it sounds interesting. I kind of want to see him. Yeah, I just never. When it first came out, it didn't get much buzz. It's got a set, it's got a six point four, so it's not well loved. Um, but I think for what it is, it, it definitely needs some more love and go watch it. That's cool. Uh, I was. I'm gonna kind of. I'm gonna do kind of a soft recommend. Um, on a movie that I've seen about 15 times. Uh, and I wasn't even going to talk. I had no... Soft recommend. I've seen it 15 times, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't fully recommend this and be like, this is like the Shawshank Redemption. No, yeah. it's just... It's a soft recommend for... what It's like the freaking Longest Yard. One of those movies that I've seen a billion times that's not that great. But um, this is a movie I had no intention of talking about, but I saw it on cable the other night for the 16th time. You do that a lot. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to talk about it. And that is We're the Millers. And for those of you who I don't know, you've never seen We're the Millers? I still haven't seen that one. Okay, so We're the Millers came out back in 2013. It stars Jason Sudeikis, Jennifer Aniston, Emma Roberts, Will Poulter, Ed Helms, a couple other people. 
Um, and Jason Sudeikis plays a pot dealer. He's been a pot dealer for like 20 years, ever since college. And he, uh, he gets hired by Ed Helms, who's like a big time drug lord, which is funny because when you think of Ed Helms, you think of obvious hardcore drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, it plays it well, though. That's, that's where my well. mind went. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, yeah. Big teeth. Uh, and he gets hired. He gets hired to go to Mexico, pick up a bunch of weed, and bring it back to the United States. And he has, of course, he has a time frame of when he needs to do this. And Jason Stegas figures out he can't really do this by himself <laughs> because he looks like a drug dealer. <laughs> He's like, I look like a drug dealer. So, <laughs> so, a he creates, so he creates a fake family where Jennifer Aniston's his wife and he has Will Poulter and Emma Roberts are their kids. Um, the overall concept of this movie is interesting. It it plays for laughs uh but if we're being real the overall concept of this movie could be done in about 40 minutes <laughs> but the mm-hmm. movie's like an hour 45 minutes long so they have to find other people other shenanigans other things to get into um the reason this is a soft recommend it's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination but it's just relentlessly funny i've seen it a lot and I think there's so many bits in it that still crack me up. Jordan and I quote it quite a bit to each other. It's just, it's I funny. Think, I, don't I, know. Think, I, I like think it has a lot. a lot of bits in it that just crack me up. Uh, some of them are kind of forced, whatever. And I think the main family, Jason Sudeikis, Jennifer Anderson, Will Poulter, and Emma Roberts, they have great chemistry together. They all play off of each other really well. Um, it's just, if you just watch it, kick your feet back and, um, and just enjoy a few laughs. It's really, really, it's a really funny, entertaining film that, like I said, I just can't really get tired of watching, even though I've seen it 38 times or so. Yeah, I'm glad you stayed with the horror genre there. Yeah. See, I was uh, going to, I really <laughs> didn't even have another horror. I mean, besides all the movies we've been talking about, I didn't want to, I didn't want to caution Halloween 20 years later <laughs> yeah. or anything. So I figured I was like, I'll talk about where the hell is. I think the main reason where the Mills works is because it's probably, it's Jason Dacus seems like he can do whatever he wants in this movie. Like, yeah. it's his movie, which is the first time it's really happened for him. And he, it looks like he has free reign. I'm not saying that he's, everything he's saying is his him, but he's very comfortable in this role. And I don't know why it works. I didn't think it would work, but it is very good. I like this movie a lot. It so. is really funny. And it's directed by um, Ross and Marshall Thurber, who did Dodgeball and is now... I love of, Dodgeball, too. So. <laughs> yeah. too. I love Dodgeball. And he's kind of now... Nowadays, he's kind of lean... This came out in 2013, and since then, he's kind of leaned more into action like he's did he did central intelligence and skyscraper boo and stuff like <laughs> can't, that so can't say i like those I'm like, though. dude just make a dodgeball sequel <laughs> yeah. and move on with your life i know okay think of all the money you could have saved but where the millards is pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah all right i have a new movie called is it horror it is oh. actually i just wanted to mix it up with a comedy <laughs> yeah sorry it's horror. it's called books of blood Never even heard of and it. And this is new on Hulu right now. Okay. It's an anthology movie. Oh, didn't you mention this before? By Clive, Clive Barker. Okay. Uh, he wrote he wrote a series of anthology of books, I think in the early 80s, called uh, Books of Blood. And it's taken from there. <clears throat> it's a great, really, it's one of, the, one of the better horror movies I've seen on Hulu, period. I mean, and it's, I think it's a Hulu, Hulu original, so. It's on there. It's a great story. Uh, you've got four different stories that eventually intertwine and come together, and it's just it works so well together. First story is about a girl who I, I can't remember the the name of the condition she has, but uh, everything is amplified for her as far as hearing goes. So there's somebody across the room chewing. It's just 
it's booming in her ears. She can't take it. So she walks around with the like daredevil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she is the female She's a daredevil. superhero. <laughs> Just don't know it. <laughs> so she walks suck. around. <laughs> like, wouldn't it suck to have amplified hearing like that? It really would, yeah. <laughs> so she walks around with the noise canceling earphones on all, all the time. And she gets into it with her parents and she eventually just runs away. She's. I would say she's about 20 years old, so it's not like she's just a little kid running away. Okay. okay. I was going to ask, is she like eight? <laughs> so she runs away to this house, which is comes in with the next story, and there's some really odd things going on in this house, but it's so cool. I can't give it away because, like I said, I think this movie came out like last month. Oh, so really? So it's, it's that new. I'm but look it up. There's some really cool stuff going on in this house with this this couple. They are not what, what they seem to be. Uh and then you know, at the other on the other end, you've got these two guys who are looking for this book, which I think they call the Books of Blood. I can't remember exactly, but they'll kill anybody that gets in their way in order to obtain it. Yeah, and they do kill. Uh, and then there's also another story of a professor who whose son has died, little boy, and a guy comes in and says, "I can talk to the dead." And he proves that he can uh, do this experiment. And so she believes him, falls in love with him, blah, blah, blah. As you do. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that takes a whole another twisted turn. I mean, the, and then all of a sudden they, they all just interact. And they come together. And it's, oh, so they, all the stories kind of come together. Yeah, they eventually the same, come together. The it's, like, it's an anthology. Gotcha. And, but even just alone, a couple of these stories really hold hold up even if they hadn't come together just really it's really good the acting's really good the stories is it's just it's fantastic i highly recommend it yeah recommend since it. i looked at I, I looked it up on imdb real quick yeah i'd seen i'd seen some stuff about it the poster looked familiar and whatnot uh so yeah it looks interesting is that are you recommending it is it kind of a recaution what are you highly recommend okay cool cool how long is it is it, is it, is it a movie hour yeah it's 40, just a movie it's like okay. hour 45 okay. yeah, yeah. I, with anthologies, you never know. Right. Um, some some are super long, some are super short. But yeah, cool. Um, like I said, we're going to do two rounds on this one because um, we're at about the time slot we like anyway. So um, that's the end of this podcast. Um, yeah. If you guys liked the brackets, let us know. We, we're going to keep doing brackets. We might have another one coming up um, soonish. But we're going to get back to our regular shows coming up. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, so yeah. That's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah, man, we're in a good spot right now. Um, no, it's been, it's cool, it's cool. Now that we we all have some movies to check out, some movies not to check out, and <laughs> you know, we had fun talking about great horror movies. Um, good job, The Shining, for kicking everybody else's behind. Yep. But, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, but. But for the listeners, if you agree or disagree with some of our choices, that is totally cool. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us and let us know what you guys thought about this episode or any episode for that matter, there's places you can do that. We are on Facebook at Movie Matrix Podcast or we are on Twitter at Movie Matrix Pod. Hit us up. Let us know what you guys thought. But till next time, signing off for Matt, Jordan, and David. We'll see you guys then. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.